remaining sensitive and open to love in a world that may have deeply hurt you is something really fucking worth celebrating. Show compassion to yourself. Extend that same grace to others as well instead of judging people when they make mistakes in relationships. And can we make it a little less about the red flags? I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today we're going to talk a little bit about red flags, but not in the way that you usually hear it talked about. I have never really done an episode where it's sort of like, oh, here's every single red flag that you need to look out for. Because while I think that that can be useful in some cases, I think that there are a lot of things that require a huge amount of context in order to better understand. And I'm not one who loves to give out lists of things like, oh, this is bad no matter what. Um, because I, I think that instead approaching things with curiosity can <laughs> actually go a really long way instead, both curiosity going inwards and curiosity about others as well. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I do think that it can be useful to when when we're trying to pick up on our own patterns um, in relationships and because that, that's ultimately what we do in relationships. We we repeat patterns like within ourselves that then often play out in our relationships. So one of the best things that, that we can do is to constantly be checking, not constantly, but like being aware and, and creating intentional awareness around paying attention to some of our patterns. And hopefully you also have at least one person or or hopefully several people around you who can help to maybe point out some patterns too. Now, the other thing that I'll say about that is that sometimes you still need to know what's best for you. So there can be people around you who are maybe dear friends, loved ones, uh, perhaps even a a well-meaning coach or therapist or whomever. And they might point out patterns that don't actually feel like patterns to you. Um, and, and so it, hold, it, ultimately has to, it ultimately has to feel right to you. So don't give away all of your power to somebody else to be like, somebody fix me. Like somebody come in and just save me and like tell me what my patterns are so that I can readjust them. That can be useful as a start to sort of start to go in farther into ourselves, but we have to really take a closer look at like what actually feels like a pattern to us. What what is something that we don't want to repeat? What is something that we actually really like about ourselves even, but we're being told that it's wrong. Right? So that's something that we that we need to be considerate of when we're talking about this conversation around patterns and red flags and all of these types of things. And the other thing that I really want to to underscore here is that 
I want you to make it less about the red flags in relationships and more about, you know, especially if we're looking at like, like, you know, relationships past and you're maybe kind of beating yourself up over red flags that you missed or red flags that you noticed but chose to ignore or red flags that other people pointed out to you either like at the time or after the fact being like oh well you should have known when uh this person did xyz in the relationship or something like that i'm wondering if we can make it less about red flags and more about the compassion for how much you wanted to be loved how much you were trying to be loved and how much you were trying to love as well not even necessarily trying in that case, how much you were giving your love to someone else, whether or not they were the right fit for you. Because we can beat ourselves up for missing the signs and and we can end up in these conversations where someone else points out the red flags that we may have missed in others. And, and sometimes this is necessary and it's a beautiful learning experience. Other times it can kind of feel like an I told you so when someone is already hurting and in pain. And that is not helpful. That's not helpful. For the topic of forgiveness came up in uh, my women's group coaching program the other day. And so I have my, my women's group coaching program, uh, Becoming You, that is six weeks long. And then for the, for the women who have gone through Becoming You, I have started offering an additional container to go deeper into this work. So for now, I've been calling it Becoming You, the sequel. <laughs> But I don't know what else to call it. Anyway, it's not something that's offered publicly. It's only offered to the women that go through my Becoming You program. And uh, one of the topics that came up was forgiveness. And forgiving, I've done several topics, several uh, podcast episodes on this that I'll reference in the show notes. Um, Episode 126, all about forgiveness isn't found, it's earned and doing the inner work. Um, episode 254 is all about forgiving yourself for shrinking into spaces that do not fit you. And episode 260 is about how to let go and recover from loss. But forgiveness is, forgiveness, forgiveness of ourselves is often one of the hardest parts. Not in every instance, but in my experience, both personally and professionally, it's often the self that is the toughest part to forgive because so many people are so hard on themselves. And I have been that person in the past and just kind of wondering, you know, like, well, I missed the signs and, and I missed the, the red flags and, and all of these different things. And there's, there's two relationship examples I'm going to give you. So I was in a nine-year relationship years ago that if you've heard this podcast before, you've heard me talk about it. You can go to episode 117 if you want to know more about um, everything that went down there. But there's there's something called unconscious incompetence. So there's actually this sort of like, I wish I could, I know this is auditory, but I wish I could like draw you a little graph right now. <laughs> so think of four quadrants, okay? You're, you're looking at a little graph and there's four quadrants. And there is unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, then unconscious competence, where you you do get something you know right and and you're actually showing a lot of competence but you aren't even aware of how competent you are <laughs> and then there is conscious competence where you've you've got your shit together you <laughs> you know that you're competent and you're very aware of this and like you were showing up you're you're confident all the things okay so these are sort of the four quadrant quadrants and the two that I want to focus on the most here to give you examples of are unconscious incompetence and conscious incompetence so in my 9 year relationship 
there was um, a lot going on behind the scenes that I didn't know about. There was a lot of betrayal. There was a lot of uh, lies happening that I, I was not aware of. And in the aftermath of that relationship, I had to do a huge amount of work around self-forgiveness for a variety of different reasons and, and sort of going like, how did I end up here? Like, this isn't this isn't the person that I identify as. Like, how did this happen to me? And And how did I let it get to this point without realizing or, you know, without listening to the intuition that was screaming at me. So there was a huge self-forgiveness piece there from a variety of different angles. And in that relationship, I was very unconsciously incompetent. I, I was incompetent in the sense of like not having the full understanding of what was going on, not really getting that I needed to be listening to my intuition and not really having the awareness that I was missing any of these signs. <laughs> like I didn't, you know, I saw some signs, but I was sort of writing them off and I was believing him over my own intuition. Like there were all these different pieces. So I was very unconsciously incompetent. Then there was a relationship that I got into a couple of years ago. And by then I learned a ton. I'd learned a ton. I had done a shitload of inner work. I had, I had, grown massive, massive amounts already by that point. And I got into this relationship with um, a really good human, but it was not a healthy relationship for me at all. And the difference with that relationship was that I was very consciously incompetent. So I was choosing, I was very much seeing the things that were not working. I was very aware that there were a handful of patterns being repeated. Not not dishonesty or anything like that, just some some overall relational patterns that were being repeated. And I wanted to love someone and I wanted to be loved so much that I just kind of I chose to ignore some of those signs. I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm just going to give him more time. I'm going to give the relationship more time to breathe. And, and, uh, you know, I, I kept making up excuses a little bit. I'm like, no, there's more to learn here. There's more to learn here, which there was. <laughs> and, and I did learn a lot from that relationship. Um, and I did still end the relationship fairly quickly. So it's not like this, like dragged on, on, on. I did end it relatively soon. Um, but I had a much harder time forgiving myself for that relationship in so many ways than I did for the nine-year relationship where it was dramatic and, and absolutely devastating. And the difference was that I was conscious to my own incompetence in that second relationship. And that, that killed me. That killed me that I was like, what have I done? Like, I, I, had, I had grown so much. I had learned so much. How could I have allowed myself to get sucked into a relationship that broke my heart to end it when I was so aware of the fact that it wasn't working and for so many different reasons? And I was, my eyes were wide open for that relationship, wide open from the very beginning. And I was seeing tick, 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 like all of these things that were not working. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I, I can make this work. I can make this work. And that relationship in some ways almost broke me, not, you know, ending that relationship almost broke me, not because of the other person so much as the self-forgiveness piece. I had such a hard time forgiving myself for that relationship where I was so aware of what was happening all along that the way, the route that I had to take to get to forgiveness was compassion. 
And to me, compassion will will often, I think almost always, be required for forgiveness of any kind. But especially when we're looking back on past versions of ourselves and we're being so hard on ourselves. And can we take a moment to look back and go, holy shit, she went through so much or he went through so much, you know, whatever that past version is of you, that that version of me went through so much to get me here. And yes, I made mistakes, but I learned from them and I wouldn't be who I am today if it was not for having made those mistakes. And on top of that, in instances like this, have compassion for the fact that you just wanted to be loved and you just wanted someone to give your love to. There is nothing to be ashamed of in that. There is nothing to be ashamed of in that. So can you come at it from that angle instead? And also understand that you're brave as fuck. Like anyone who gets their heart shattered and still goes back into the arena to do it again, knowing that that's a, a, a very strong possibility that you might get your heart shattered again, you there there is like no one braver in this world <laughs> than the people who continue to go back over and over and over again, knowing that that is a possibility, but understanding the power of, of love, really understanding that on an intimate level. And you know, remaining sensitive and open to love in a world that may have deeply hurt you is something really fucking worth celebrating. So celebrate yourself. Show compassion to yourself. Extend that same grace to others as well instead of judging people when they make mistakes in relationships. And can we make it a little less about the red flags? You know, like, yes, the red flags are, are helpful. They're useful. And I'm not saying ignore red flags. <laughs> I'm just saying, can we stop focusing, like putting all of the focus on that and like calling that out? Can we instead look at the relational patterns without the sometimes judgment attached to red flags? The other thing is, too, is that often I find that, that the argument that gets made about red flags, it, it tends to make it like all about the other person, too, and ignores the aspect of ourselves that is drawn to that in the first place. Like what patterns are we showing up with that that we need to be more conscious of that is maybe potentially drawing in people with red flags or that we are um, super attracted to people who are showing these so-called red flags, right? Like this is a two-way street. Instances of abuse are, are excluded from this conversation. By the way, I just want to be very clear about that. Um, I always make sure to make that a caveat because I never want anyone to be in a situation of abuse where then there is, you know, conversations like this just feel like they add self-blame and that it's like victim blaming. That is not what I'm about. So abuse excluded from this. Can we make it less about the red flags and instead get curious and show compassion and forgive yourself for wanting to be loved and for showing up to give love? There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's so beautiful and is absolutely something worth celebrating. Okay. Let me know how this goes. I'd love to hear it. Send me a DM over at Emily Goff Coach. I'd love to hear from you and we'll be back soon.
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.